Hey everybody, this is Curtis Lane. You know that this week's episode is brought to you by Hinge. Hinge is the dating app that is designed to be deleted. What you have to do is download the app, find love, and then delete the app. It really is that simple. You may be trying other dating apps, but Hinge allows people to provide feedback on their dates in a way that will let you know maybe if there's a diamond in the rough. Don't take our word for it. Download it today and give it a try. I'm sure you'll find much success. Thank you and have a great day. She won't get married because she's never been in love. Andy's really hot. And don't get me wrong, you're cute too, but Andy is like cut from Marvel. He's gorgeous. He's like this beautiful face and this incredible body. And I genuinely don't care that he's kind of lame. For a lot of people, love isn't just a slogan. And if he hits you again, you tell me. I'd be forced to knock his teeth off. I don't think that would be such a good idea. He's big. I'm sorry. It's written into my character to do it, so I do it. What do you mean love? You mean a big lightning bolt to the heart where you can't eat and you can't work and you just run off and get married and make babies. Wait, wait, wait. Don't leave. Don't leave, please. I could use your help. Take this quarter. Go downtown and have a rat gnaw that thing off your face. Good day to you, madam. Have you been single for far too long? Are you out of touch with the dating game? Regardless of your plight, we're here to help. Put your hands together for the crew of the Nerds in Love podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Nerds in Love podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD. You can find over at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing okay. It's, uh, Good. You know, harsh times out there, and I guess I should say, you know, yep. uh, some people may not want to listen to this. You know, some people are just not in a state of mind to be, um, you know, receiving entertainment right now i do think this is entertaining i mean yes we do help people but there's some entertainment element to it so you know if you're not in the mood no harm no foul you can always skip this or put it aside and come back to it later you know the world's in a place of pain right now so not everyone's going to be in the mood to listen to us talk right now and again totally understand um and practicing good self-care is really important right now Oh, for sure. Um, but how's the weather your way? Sunny, I take it? It is incredibly hot. Like, unbearably hot. So oh, that's not yep. good. <laughs> Florida summer. Woohoo! Yep. It's, yeah, we just uh, remind ourselves that winter's pretty nice here. So, uh, yeah, so how about you? It's cloudy, but it's very warm, which is very weird. Like, I always feel like when it's cloudy, I, I, I expect that it's going to be a little cooler out. And then when I get right. out and it's, like, hot, it's like, what's going on? Like, it's uh, this huh. weird, weird feeling. Like I got out and I was actually starting to sweat a little. I was like, oh, "This is no, yeah." So weird weather. Um, yeah, I just have to tell you, I didn't just burp. That I, it sounds like I burped. I did not burp. <laughs> uh huh. That's okay. You know, gurgle in my throat. I'm like, that sounds really weird. <laughs> you know, I've probably I was like, that's pretty loud. I hmm? probably burped on a on a podcast or two in my day. So, well, with your empire, how could you not? You yeah. know, 
I mean, well, you do record, what, like five a week? Uh, I'm usually pretty good for it. Like, Tremble, we record two episodes back to back. So basically every two weeks, you know, we record that. So kind of it's kind of uh -huh. nice in a way being like, ah, oh, I don't have to record every week. So, um, right. but, but yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, this is Nerds in Love. Um, this podcast is not a substitute for mental health treatment. You know what? <laughs> if you haven't figured that out already. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't gotten there already. But you know what? Maybe uh, you need it right now. I think a lot of people do. So you go. Uh, you can go find some, find somebody qualified online. Uh, oh, my cat is. Uh, can you hear him? He's just. I can. He's. So I've been back to work. Uh, you know, back to the office at least. I've, I've been working from home for like the last three months. So I've gone back in, and, and uh, certain members of this household have uh, missed me quite dearly. Um, as you can hear um yeah and he's getting louder too <laughs> he knows that, you're talking about that's him. the dad come cuddle with me meow he's very because what i'll do is i'll lay down and he'll come lay right next to my thigh he just that's the spot uh, yeah. is that is that colin farrell uh no is that's that jason perhees oh that's the younger one okay. yeah yeah uh so he's still got a lot of kitten in him he does yeah okay. he's only Aww. I think he's almost two years old now. Actually, yeah, I think he'll be uh, two years old uh, tomorrow. So no, but he's really missing you because you've gone back to work. Yeah, I think yes. a lot of kitties and doggies have had kind of a rough couple of weeks with their peoples going back. So I think it's just odd because they don't know, right? Like they don't know why you yeah, like, dude, so you were like, here, right? <laughs> it's like, what the what heck? did I do? You didn't leave the house for three months and now you're gone. What the heck? Right. Yeah. We were having such a magical time together, and then you left to yeah. go somewhere. Yeah. So, yeah. Hopefully your pets are adjusting better than mine are. Mine are just doing terribly. They're just knocking over garbage cans, meowing up a storm. You know, there's... Oh, yeah. See? Yeah. So, you know what we're... See, we're, he knows. We're just going to roll with it, because for me to get the stop, I would have to give him at least, like, an hour's worth of attention. So... Uh, okay. So, listeners, if you hear a cat We're meowing, just just roll with it. Just just roll with it. Um, just like we're gonna see, roll. and and Rocky's actually quiet right now. So you know, go figure. Go figure. <laughs> it's one one animal or the other. Yeah. There's always gonna be some animals making noise. Um, right. but let's read some emails here. First is from Jackson. Jackson says, "When is a good time to have sex without a condom?" Uh, I think that it will always be a comfort level thing between you and your partner and also trust as well. Uh, it's not something that everyone's going to get to in the same amount of time or with the same number of steps. Everyone's going to be different. Uh, the big critical thing is to make sure that you do get tested uh, before. Mm -hmm. And also, too, I would want to preface that you should be monogamous. If you're not monogamous, uh, I would really caution against doing that because... If you're still seeing other people and maybe being sexual with other people, you just don't know. Uh, but if you're being monogamous and you test, you know, that you're, uh, you know, of uh, good sexual health, then I don't see why there being any reason why you shouldn't. But what do you think, Steph? Yeah, same thing you said. And I say, too, that if you're wondering whether you should or not, you probably want to wait. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you're pretty positive, I think that's something else. And yeah, testing, monogamy. Uh, yeah, and there's also, you know, people have fear of pregnancy, so mm -hmm. you have to think about that, too, and have a conversation of if the person becomes pregnant, what are, what are your plans? I think that's always a good conversation to yeah. have. And again, you know, if, if you're at the point where you're wondering if it's okay or not, I would still hold off. 
Yeah. And I'm of the belief, personally, that does it really make a big difference? I mean, yeah, it would be nice for your long-term goals, perhaps, but, you know, is it really something you need to rush into? I mean, sucks is sex. I mean, yeah, you mm-hmm. know, wearing a latex condom may not be the most convenient things to have to find in the middle of the moment, but, I mean, it's, it's to me at least, in my opinion, it's not a huge inconvenience. I mean, yeah, I, I guess mm-hmm. it probably adds up cost-wise, but... I'm of the belief. But it's much more expensive to, you know, get sick or have a baby. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. And it's it's just it, to me again. It's a it's sort of like what's the rush? You know, take your time. You right. know, you, you can still have great enjoyable sex without <laughs> with or without a condom. So, um, right. yeah, I wouldn't worry too much about that. Um, yeah, like if it's an intimacy thing, well, there's other ways to have intimacy in the meantime. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Um, all right. I think that's it for Jackson. Hopefully that gives you the answers okay. you need. Um, but, uh, did you want to read Sharon's email? Sure. Sharon says this guy I'm dating hasn't deleted his apps yet, but he says he's committed to me. Am I wrong for feeling jealous, mistrusting? Sharon, sometimes people just have apps on their phones and they don't even think about it. Um, if you, if you said to him, Hey, can you please delete those apps? And he didn't then, yeah, maybe you have a question, but if you haven't said anything to them, don't expect somebody just to delete apps. I don't think that's on the forefront of everybody's not minds. Um, I'm not sure when you wrote this email, but yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world right now. So probably people are not really thinking about the app aspect. Uh, so I wouldn't take it personally. Uh, again, this is something that people don't really think about. Um, now, if you see them logging into it, that's another question. Uh, but, you know, bring it up. I, I think, you know, it's worth maybe a talk because if you don't bring it up, then it's going to start festering and it's going to start bothering you more and more. Uh, what do you think? I don't know. I guess this really comes down to, you know, are you exclusive and do you trust that they're being exclusive? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's nothing to say that you could still have apps installed and, you know, have a monogamous exclusive relationship because it is possible. And for some people too, like maybe they have, uh, you know, a partner, but maybe not a lot of friends. You know, these dating apps can be a way for people to meet friends as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess it really depends on whether you trust that they're being monogamous and they're being exclusive with you. If you don't, then yeah, I mean, maybe it would be a good time to raise some concerns. But if you, you know, uh, you know, he says he's committed to you, I would maybe just reaffirm, maybe just ask him what exactly that means. Because mm-hmm. saying I'm committed to you could mean a number of different things. Maybe just ask him, hey, I'm just curious, you know, what exactly that means and break it down basically just try to get to a level of comfort where you maybe feel okay with that alternatively too i mean you could just say hey i, I don't feel comfortable with you having these apps you know and just say you know uh, you know i would maybe it would make me feel easier if you deleted them or something like that um because i mean if his goal is to be on there to meet friends there are other ways to meet friends that are maybe not mm-hmm. going to stress you out as much so I would probably think of it from that perspective where if he is doing it to meet friends or do something, you know, that's not, a, you know, wow, that was just, just barking at me at this point. Um, <laughs> you know, just, just try to find maybe an alternative means to get what you want, get what he wants done while also keeping your needs respected as well. And I mm-hmm. think it's possible. It's just a matter of taking the time to really talk to each other about it. Right. Right. And I would look at, you know, whether it's wrong or not. I think it's just the way you feel. 
Yeah. Um, there is no right and wrong. I would look at and see if, was this an issue in other relationships mm. uh, that you've had? Was it something where someone was pretty trustworthy and you didn't worry about them having apps on the phone? You know, is it a function of the relationship that you're concerned about it? Um, or is it that you tend to be more on the kind of possessive side? Um, yeah. yeah, there's, there's being you know, somewhat possessive and then there's being pathological about it, but it sounds like, you know, just concerned about apps. That sounds like a pretty normal concern. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, did, or did you have a bad uh, experience in a relationship where someone cheated on you? Uh, so I would look at kind of what's, what's triggering it. Cause my guess is if someone was um, very trustworthy, I don't even know if this would cross your mind. Yeah. Also too, I mean, I, I should say too, I, feelings of jealousy are not particularly bad either i think that we get into the mindset of saying oh jealousy is bad i i'm not of that mindset i think it's how you express that jealousy can be negative or positive but mm -hmm. i would say you know something like jealousy can be good in a way because it shows that you're paying attention and you care so i mean i think maybe you are feeling maybe a little bit of jealousy but I wouldn't even say that's necessarily a bad thing. It, it depends on how you express it. Like if you're going to go and, you know, key his car, or, you know, yell and scream, that's obviously yeah, don't not do good. that. But right. I mean, if you use it to sort of motivate yourself to maybe find out more and whatnot, that's, that's not mm -hmm. a bad thing. So. Right. And every emotion, like, like anxiety to, if it's on the end of the spectrum, that's where you have a disorder, jealousy, you know, depression. You can have the blues sometimes and you can have major depression. It's kind of like jealousy in itself. Like, like Kurt just said, you know, the emotion itself is not a bad emotion. It's it's emotions aren't good or bad. They just are. Like he said, it's, it's what you do with it. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're getting the point where you're stalking and you're doing things that harm the other person or put you in a harm's way, you know, then you've reached the other end of the spectrum. But the feeling of jealousy by itself is, is a normal emotion to have. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, next email is from Tiffany. Uh, Tiffany says, nerds, my boyfriend is extremely self-deprecating. He is a heavier guy and looks a bit funky, but in a good way. I love him for how he looks, but he doesn't. And I've had him make self-deprecating jokes at parties and it doesn't look good for him and me. Any suggestions for how to overcome this, Tiffany? Uh, Tiffany, a lot of the time, self-deprecation comes from sort of a defensive instinct to sort of say what we think people will say before the other person would potentially say it. And the thing with this a lot of the times is that people are not saying these things. You know, we may think that people are going to say them because we sort of condition ourselves to think that they may, but it's not always the case, if ever usually the case. A lot of times people are very positive and uplifting of others. So I think, you know, the sort of the first step is to understand that people are not saying these things, you know, you say that, you know, you, you love him and you like his body and all that stuff, you know, maybe just give him a reminder that, you know, these things that he's thinking about himself are not what other people are thinking. Uh, it's a good thing to reaffirm. And I think also too, it, it's a good opportunity for you to, um, sort of let him maybe think of some positive terms about himself that he can think of instead. Uh, you know, maybe instead of thinking that he's overweight, you can maybe, you know, think of things in a more positive light, you know, maybe saying, well, you know, I'm a, you know, good partner. Uh, you know, I'm a reliable coworker. Think of things that you can sort of 
put your vernacular to sort of think of yourself to replace these sort of negative instinctual things you'll say about yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think it goes a good way to sort of enforcing a good self-image of yourself and sort of seeing yourself in a positive light uh, so that, you know, when people see you, you're not instinctually going for the words that you think people are going to say about you, but rather you know what exactly you're bringing to the table in terms of uh, your, you know, positive contributions, what you have to offer to yourself and to others. And you can go with that rather than the self-deprecating remarks. What do you think, Steph? That was a very therapisty answer. I like that. Thank you. That was good. Yeah, I mean, I think self-deprecation is part of humor. But again, you know, I think Kurt's right. It's it's a defense mechanism in that we're going to kind of beat people to the punch. Mm-hmm. So I I think the fact that you, you said he looks a bit funky, but in a good way. Um, I'm wondering if he's picking up on some negative feelings from you. Is that possible? Um, I'm not saying that you're doing anything. It's just that I think that that saying it looks a bit funky. I don't, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to interpret that. Um, if it doesn't look good for, for him or you, how does it not look good? Like, like you are with business people and him making a self-deprecating joke is affected like your business or, I mean, like what, how does it make you, you look bad? I guess that's, that's my question. Like how, like, has it caused friends to drop you or, um, how to overcome it? I wouldn't worry about it. I say, you know, this is part of his personality. You can say to him, like, like her said, you know, reinforce the things that you appreciate about him. Um, but I'm not sure how it doesn't look good for the two of you. So, any questions about overcoming this? I'd say, you know what? If if it is affecting you, then either decide that you are going to be in the relationship and accept that probably it's not going to impact the two of you that much uh, as far as what other people are going to think about it, and say, you know, forget what other people think. Uh, or you decide that the relationship is not for you. Hmm. Yeah, I I mean, in the past, I've even been with groups of friends or family where there's somebody who's being self-deprecating and it can kind of come across as, you know, does is this person okay? Like, do they, you know, mm-hmm. do they, are they okay with themselves? Because I think a lot of times when people say that, it's maybe intended to be funny or but it doesn't always come across that way. And I think maybe that's what she's referring to is the fact that Mm. sometimes it maybe just comes across like maybe there may be some kind of issue. And the the truth is, is that when someone's being self-deprecating, it's because, yeah, there is an issue. You know, they're Mm -hmm. trying to sort of beat somebody to saying something that isn't Mm -hmm. going to be said. So, I mean, in that sense, yeah, there is an issue. But again, you, you, you resolve it by addressing it and moving forward, which... And it's tricky because a lot of great comedians have used self-deprecating humor yeah uh but there is that fine line and i think sometimes people use it in a way that they're not always aware of of the best way to use it so that doesn't go wrong um but i think that's that's there's an art to that um so yeah it might be that he needs to go to counseling that's possible but i'd also say you know what it might be just part of his personality and either you accept it or you don't yeah well, good luck, Tiffany. Uh, do you want to read Charlene's? Sure. Charlene says, I, 25 female, have dated my boyfriend, 31, for two years now. We've had some ups and downs, but nothing too major up until recently. My father's currently in hospice and dying. We've all been going to visit to see him, but we all take turns. So I'll see him with my sister and my boyfriend, then other family members see him as to not overwhelm him. 
So one day I drive the three of us there and a nurse says that my boyfriend and sister are not welcomed. I'm shocked and demand to know why. The nurse told me that they were caught in some form of sexual act on premises and are banned. This just set me off. I mean, he cheated on me with my sister. He always said he, she was attractive, but I thought nothing of it. Of course, now neither of them can visit my father anymore, and that will stress him out knowing that he can't see or talk to my sister in particular. What do I do now? Charlene, um, you go to the administration, and you talk to them and say, you know, if my sister's going by herself, there's really no reason to block her from coming in. Mm. Um, and so that should not be an issue, and you do have rights with your dad being a patient there. Um, that you should be able to see her uh, or she should be able to see your dad because that can negatively impact your dad. Uh, if they are adamant about it and there's no way you can get around that, then you have her talk to your dad on FaceTime if it comes to that. Uh, but I would talk to administration because I find it kind of sketchy that a nurse just, if she's just a regular nurse, not an administrative nurse, tells you that you, know, you just can't come in, um, there's no reason why your sister can't come in by herself, really. And, and that's impacting patient care and, and the patient's well-being. So, again, talk to administrator. And also, do you have someone else that can straighten this out? Because this is a really painful thing for you. You know, on top of, you know, I, I, I really find, you know, that you've got a lot of stress going on right now. And, and I'm so sorry this is happening in all sorts of different levels. Uh, but do you have someone else that can kind of handle this for you? Uh, because this, this is a, it's actually not your issue. Uh, because you know, your sister needs to take care of this. If she wants to see your dad, she needs to talk with them. So, or if you have another family member that can do that for you, like, do you have a point of contact? Meaning like, do you have someone like an elder person in the family that, that can kind of take over for that and talk with them? Because really you shouldn't have to deal with this. Um, and if you haven't dropped the boyfriend, drop him. So yeah, you know, first he's cheating on you with your sister and then he's hooking up at the hospice, which that's, I would say, odd, right? So that's, I mean, that's that's like another level, right? So I'd also, you would know, also cross my mind. I'm like, what if this nurse have, has, have your sister and boyfriend admitted to doing Or is the nurse stirring up trouble? That was the other thing I was thinking too. So, because I don't see that they, I don't see that you said that they have admitted to it. So, but again, I think the biggest issue is your dad being able to see your sister because he wants to see her. By no means do I think it should be brought up why he can't, why she can't come in. Um, so, because I think that would be more of an issue. But again, you know, talk to the administration because there's really no reason if she's by herself that she can't come in. Yeah. In fact, I don't even know if they're, depending on where you live, I don't even know if they're allowed to stop you from seeing somebody in hospice. I mean... I guess it really depends on the local laws. I would imagine if there was mm -hmm. some maybe level of decent indecent exposure, that could probably be part of it. Um, you know, I'm but they just, never call the police, which is interesting. So there's no record well, of it that we know of. I mean, right. all we know is that she's been banned, and they and he's been banned. So, you know, we don't know. Maybe the cops were called. Maybe not. Um, I would imagine that a hospital slash hospice would probably have their own private security. So. Um, but which they weren't called right so that's how do they even find this out were they looking at video footage or yeah uh, but what do you do now you you kind of distance yourself from both of them and you know have your sister talk to the administration yeah i mean i think my gut reaction is is you know a lot of times when people are grieving we sort of just can we can sometimes in some cases make bad decisions and 
I wonder if this is maybe a case of that. Um, you know, I don't know if your boyfriend is grieving or maybe your sister is grieving and he took advantage of it. There's many different ways it can go. I mean, if you want to work on the relationship, going to counseling, maybe all three of you, possibly more, uh, depending on who else may be affected, uh, may be a good idea. I just think, you know, for for what you're all going through, it could be that this could just be an exception to what's going on. Uh, you only you would know whether you're you're the one who wants to actually go to therapy or not. And if you don't, there shouldn't be any feelings like you're you know missing out or anything like that. But um, we don't know if this is behavior consistent with the boyfriend. I don't imagine so because I imagine. I think she says that there's some ups and downs, but largely no major issues. <laughs> so to me, that says that this is probably just a one-off issue. Whether you want to still leave him or not, I mean, we've said before, there's really no, nothing saying that you have to uh, leave someone or not. It's ultimately a choice. You can even just choose to do so for the most frivolous of reasons. It doesn't matter. It ultimately is your choice to leave that person. But if you don't want to leave him, I also don't want to encourage you to just drop him and abandon him and leave him if that's not what you want to do if you want to work things out with him you might want to maybe like yeah get some you know go see a therapist and maybe work on these issues uh but again if not you know i don't think there's any issue with you know leaving him and uh going on to someone else and moving on with your life uh as for your sister i mean she's ultimately this is her issue while hers and his, I mean, yes, you to a degree, because it was your boyfriend, but, or is your boyfriend, um, but whether you, you know, should you get involved with this further? I mean, it's kind of up to her to sort of talk to the administration. I mean, would it be nice that she can go and see her father? Yes. Is it realistic that she probably could? I mean, yeah. I think any case like this, they're probably likely looking to see Will this happen again? Will this be an issue again in the future? And maybe if your sister can acknowledge that it was an issue and that it won't happen again, that may be a good place to start in terms of uh, resolving the issue and getting things in a good working order. Um, mm. But I guess, yeah, there's there's a lot to unpack here. I think the choices that you have to make are whether you want to stay with your partner or not. Again, if you don't, there's no harm or no foul with that. Same thing if you, you know wanted to leave him regardless of what you choose i think you know there it's up to you and what you want to do uh as for your sister i mean if you want to facilitate you know helping her to go see her father again yes go for it if not there's nothing wrong with that either i think it is still her issue and she can mm -hmm. obviously talk to the administration about it and make arrangements um it really just comes down to what you're willing and able to do I imagine that for you and maybe a lot of other people in a time like this, you may want to still help your sister just because there is some sort of finality here and there's not going to be a large amount of time where you can sort of get this worked on and resolved. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I think it would be natural sort of human instinct to feel, well, I should, you know, still help my, my sister, even if, even though, you know, there was infidelity. I mean, there's nothing to say that you can't maybe just shelve these issues until a later date when it's maybe more appropriate to discuss them. And I'd also say too, that if you don't feel like helping her, that's okay too. But you know, look, like Chris said, look at the big picture of 
do you want to help your sister because maybe it's just the right thing to do and it makes and it, this is about your dad you know if if it's going to impact your dad which mm -hmm. you said it will then i'd say you know it's worth figuring something out because this isn't about you and her this is much bigger than that so yeah. uh but again you know she needs to take responsibility for it and you know she needs to go with you if you contact administration or be on the phone Mm -hmm. uh, and again, you know, if she's there by herself, there shouldn't be an issue, uh, with her being there. She's not with the boyfriend. I wouldn't bring her boyfriend back there. Um, uh, but again, you know, do they have written documentation of this? It just seems very odd. <laughs> I mean, first of all, don't hook up at hospice. I think yeah. that goes without saying, um, you know, and grief, yeah, grief can make you do things that you otherwise wouldn't do, but it doesn't make you hook up at hospice. So it's, yeah. You know, I, she needs to take responsibility for it. Contact them. Uh, I don't know if she's aware that it might stress your dad out if she's not there. Um, it, there's something that's not adding up in this, and I'm not sure what it is. But there's a piece that, you know, is is this really what happened? You know, it's uh, there's something about it that just doesn't fit. And I don't know if you felt that way, Charlene, but there's something about it that doesn't quite make sense. Uh, I mean... You know, this is this is a sort of issue involving three parties and we're only getting right. one so it's bound that i think we're not going to get the full story we're only getting right. her story and i'm guessing there hasn't really been a discussion of what exactly happened between the three of them yet um, right i think there needs to be a discussion of that i don't know if i yeah. go to therapy with them because i think right now you may just need some distance from your sister but again you know how's that going to impact your dad um, yeah. your dad might pick up on the fact that, you know, that the two of you aren't getting along. Um, so again, you know, what's in your dad's best interest? I mean, first of all, what's in your best interest? What's mm -hmm. in your dad's best interest? It might be that you don't go with your sister to hospice runs. You go on your own and that sucks. Mm -hmm. But I'm sorry that your sister made choices that had that, you know, but that's the consequence. Uh, but again, I, I think that there's an issue of, you know, somebody dying and, and hospice is saying that they can't come and see the person. Um, that sounds a little sketchy. So I would talk with, again, an administrator or have your sister talk to the administrator. Again, this is your sister's responsibility. I don't know how old she is. I'm assuming she's over 18. So she does have responsibility for her behavior. Uh, so, yeah, talk with them. And that just seems there's something that seems not right. Now, have they admitted this to you? Again, you know, that's the other piece. Are they telling you that this didn't happen? And that's the other part I'd wonder too. You know, have they admitted to it? Now, if they're denying it, then you might need to have some more talks with your sister or boyfriend. Um, but, you know, did this happen for sure? Because, I mean, knowing hospice, where are you, where are you sneaking off at a hospice? You know what I'm saying? Like, like there's I not mean, a lot of places that you could go. Um, I'm I mean, I'm sure you could... But you were there, right? Like, there's something that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's two people. Because you were with them, right? Well, I mm -hmm. mean, maybe. Maybe not. You know, like. Yeah. Who's to say maybe she wasn't busy and they went together one day or something? I don't know. There's. Yeah. I mean, yeah, oh, there's, there's yeah. missing information here. But to me, that sort of reads as we would need all three of them here to basically say what, what exactly went down. Right. And I say, Charlene, I would recommend that you go to counseling because just having your parent die i mean i've been there and if they're sick for a while it's it's very stressful so 
um, you're you're going through that on top of you know, your boyfriend and your sister cheating on you. So I, I think it's really important to talk to someone, if not only about the grief. And maybe eventually you could even have your sister come in for a session to help heal that wound whenever you're ready to do that. But I think mm -hmm. that this is an extraordinarily stressful time, and I really recommend that, that you talk with someone. I think that could be really helpful. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a lot to unpack here, and it really just comes down to what's your comfort level with all of this. I mean, everyone's going to be different. Some people will want to maybe rectify things with the sisters. Some people don't. It's like if, if it were me personally, I would probably ditch the boyfriend but still try to reconcile things with the sister. I mean, family are with us forever, whether we like it or not, and it's better to resolve issues with family. Um <laughs> Boyfriends. I like I like that qualifier, whether we like it or not. <laughs> um, boyfriends, on the other hand, I mean, there's other people out there. Um, I would, and you know, knowing sort of my instinct on sort of, you know, the human condition and what we do and don't do, I imagine maybe she was probably a little, you know, stressed out. Maybe she's got a lot going on and he probably just took advantage of it. If I were to wager a guess, not knowing anything about the situation, aside from what's in the email, that would be my guess. He probably took advantage of her. And if they were caught some form of sexual act on premises, that could be anything from kissing to sex. Like it, it depends yeah. on how it's, I mean, and you know, also how did the nurse tell you? So this would be my other issue. Did yeah. the nurse handle this in a professional way? Or does she confront you right there in the hallway? Because that's on a nurse. And that's where you talk to administration. Now, if this nurse was, again, unprofessional in any way, then you need to talk to administration about it because you don't want her doing this to someone else. Yeah, somebody needed, if this did happen, somebody needed to be talked to, but there's a way to do it that is more professional. And again, if you feel like you were told in a way that was not respectful towards you, then, and, and why wouldn't you just... I mean, maybe you're the contact person on the, on your dad's file, but why wouldn't she talk directly to your, maybe she did. Maybe, maybe the nurse did talk directly to your boyfriend and your sister. I don't know, but there's something about this that it's, it seems like it's might be going against protocol for the way this was done. So um, again, I would talk to administration maybe and, and see if maybe this could have been handled a different way. Yeah. Because you do have rights. Your dad has rights. You have rights. And there's something about this happening. Like I'm picturing the nurse just saying out loud, you know, you were having sex on promises and you're banned. That's not appropriate. What should happen is that you are taken to a separate room and with the three of you or just the person on file, which might be you. And you're told that, Hey, we had an incident happen and they may even have a written letter. Just have someone tell you that they're not welcome here because they were fooling around that tends to that's kind of i would say probably maybe even going against policy so you know you do have rights to be told things in a in a respectful manner and this is not i mean my experience with the hospice is the hospices that, that i've known they wouldn't allow a nurse to just come out and say that out in the hallway I mean, um so i would imagine that if i can't imagine that this would have been a case where like maybe just staff were affected or a very small number of people were affected. I have to think this maybe got was in front of some eyes at like more eyes than it should have been because you don't get kicked out of a hospice just for making out in a closet or something like that. Like you'd probably get frowned at. You'd probably be, you know, 
given a stern finger, but you wouldn't be kicked out and banned. Mm -hmm. You'd have to do something pretty bad for that. Like, I don't know. I can't even really imagine, but I, I, there's gotta be some threshold of, if you do something like this, you're banned. And I can't imagine they would do so lightly because they have to understand that, you know, this is his daughter that they're essentially banning. So, but again, right. And, and are they able to do that? Is my other question. Like, yeah, you could ban like people from going in together, but I would, I would look at, you know, what your rights are. And it, and again, you know, this is up to your sister to contact someone. If she doesn't want to contact someone, then that's her problem. Um, but again, look at how this was handled. Did they handle this in a way that was respectful to you? Because you have nothing to do with this. This is their behavior. And, you know, I'm guessing that you were contacted because you're the person of record on his medical information form. Um, but, you know, there is, there's a way to handle this and a way not to handle this. It sounds like the way it was handled by the nurse could have been improved. Uh, but again, you know, I, I would look up what your rights are, what your sister's rights are as far as seeing your dad, because again, it's in your dad's best interest to see your sister. Mm. Um, and you know, hospices do have a board that, that runs them. So this is an issue of, you know, again, what's in, what's in the best interest of the patient. Yeah. And maybe your sister has to sign something saying that she's not going to engage in any kind of lewd behavior or whatever. Mm. Um, so I would just, I would talk to administration. There's something about this that seems like it was not handled the right way. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's it. Uh, for news and love, you can always check out Steph over at stephaniesarkis.com, me over at threegreeners.com. And, and, and Jason Perkies yeah. making his debut. Yeah, he just will not shut up. That's for sure. He is. It's tough when your two leggings go back to work. Yeah, yeah, especially when your main goal in life is to cuddle with someone's thigh, and the thigh is walking around doing other things. It's like, oh, what? What? I can't cuddle with you when you're walking around. Right. You know, that's. I mean, that's a concern. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But yep. uh, Jason Porhees wants what Jason Porhees wants. Yeah. Porhees. Porhees. Yeah, like Jason Porhees, but with per instead of. Yeah, I got per. that. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell I, I like the Friday the Thirteenth so um yeah gaslighting the book get it on amazon yep. or on steps website there um, and it seems to be becoming more and more pertinent as yep. the days go on yeah um i've got a whole chapter in chapter six of some of the stuff that's happened that i kind of i wouldn't say predicted but i saw it coming um so yeah it's it's a tough time it is um, everybody take good care of yourselves yeah you know, and, uh, you know, just, uh, yeah, take care of yourself. Uh, again, if you didn't want to listen to this episode, no harm, no foul. I yeah, but if they don't want to listen to the episode, they made it all the way through. I guess so. <laughs> that was a good time to have been like, oh, I guess so I'm not going to So let's talk about self-deprecating humor. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So now you're going to apologize to everybody for listening? Oh, well, that's just my Canadianism. That's, that's oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that's just you know we're built <laughs> we're built in Canadians like that. All right. Well, until next time, everyone. Bye for now. Bye.